Welcome to Jelly Jam Spam. I'm Jam Pony Feathers Julia. I'm Joel. Insert cutie mark here. Jam. 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 <laughs> it's been a minute. We both fucking forgot. It's been oh, a minute. It's been such a minute. Mm -hmm. okay. I'm going to take blame for that. Good. It is all your fault. <laughs> it is mostly my fault. My life's been kind of crazy the last six months. But yeah, so I'll take the blame, but hey, we never stopped, alright? We've been we've been plugging away with the My Little Pony episodes. We have been working like crazy, but it's finally here, the and long This waited. episode, we're talking about... My Little Pony! Yeah, a lot of My Little Pony. Not even half of it. I... Know, we watched two <laughs> movies and like four seasons of a show. Not quite four seasons, I agree, but... It wasn't two... Oh, no, sorry. It, it was, was two, two movies. movies. Yes, it yes, was. Yes, it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, clever. So yes, we're talking about My Little Pony, and this is going to be part one of maybe two. They'll I'll be think two. about it. They'll be two. <laughs> so My Little Pony is pretty important to you, huh? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Do I go into that for a, yes. a little bit here? So go back in time to the 90s. It's little old Man, me. I love yo-yos and <laughs> frosted tips. I'm, I'm there. I can, I can see it. I'm there right now. <laughs> little old me is going to Video Easy to go get the weekly videotapes. To watch over and over again and piss off my family and we have one tape of my little pony and it has three episodes you mean your it. local video easy had just one tape and you just kept reborrowing it or just one my little pony tape that i kept reborrowing yeah 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 yeah, yeah over and over again and it had the television the first television special rescue from midnight castle it had the 80s movie and it had an episode that I don't quite remember that well, but they adopt a dog in Paradise Estate called Dinah, and it's, like, huge. It's, like, Clifford size, and then they just let it loose. It's like, oh, we're going to bring up some sentience issues. Oh, yeah, later. lots of... Yeah. So, anyway, I watched that over and over again, and I fucking loved it. I loved it so much. Uh, and then I kind of forgot about it until, I don't know, 2011, 2012, uh, because... The guy that I liked uh, posted about the derpy hooves controversy, which we'll get into. But anyway, it was like super cringe edgelord shit. Uh, but I started watching it because I was like, ooh, he's interested in it. Maybe if I watch it, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Uh, and shocking no one. I fucking loved it. Um, and that same year I started collecting the Generation 4 toys. Um, and, and you have... Oh, Slash had actually viewer listener okay come come in here come in here we don't I'm going to talk to you we're just going to get real for a second however much you think we're about to describe how big a collection was I want you to just take that mental image that you have and I want you to like 10x it okay just 10x that because I've seen most of it but I haven't even seen all of it no it's a lot it's a lot uh it's a lot <laughs> I kept. Uh, I've sold maybe 
two-thirds of it. I've kept a few mint in box things like the Equestria Girls dolls that I fucking love and my oh, favorite. Oh, we're going to talk about Equestria Girls. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, I just kind of sold it uh, a few months ago and I, I've been selling the remaining pieces since because I just don't have space in my life right now for that. Uh, and it's been real hard, but... You know, that's adulting. That's we sort of life. talked about that in the collections episode. Yes. I believe that was our last episode. It was. Mm-hmm. And we were like, we're going to get this done like super quick after this. It'll be great. And we did. <laughs> eh, sure. Comparatively, we did. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, now I have some Gen 1 pieces. Mostly it's G4. So when I sold it, nobody fucking wanted it. <laughs> and the boxes are apparently still at the store I sold it to. Because <laughs> it's all in the clearance bin. Uh, but that's fine. I loved it. It was my favorite collection and it holds a special place in my heart. And, you know, actually having rewatched it with you has been really great because I've been really disconnected from the whole thing for a few years now. Uh, and rewatching it reminded me that, oh yeah, this show's fucking sick. I love it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, it just felt really good to reconnect with it again, uh, outside of <sighs> the fandom. Yeah. Uh, but... Look, I, so you have I'm, a long, loving history with lots of different aspects of that entire property. Yes. Uh, although, having said that, I because we only had the one tape, uh, I've never seen the original... I've seen bits of the original show. Oh, you're a Star Trek fan that's never seen the original series. Yeah, I've never Man, seen... Man, I love the... Deep Space Nine. Oh, yeah, what about <laughs> Patrick Stewart? No, just... I never about, watched uh, My Little Penny Tales. Yeah. I never watched the the Gen 3 show, which, from what I've heard, is crap anyway. <laughs> I never watched Gen So your, your love is pretty... For the scope of what the franchise is, it's pretty narrow. Yeah, it's pretty say. much Gen 1, uh, Gen 4, and yes, I have been watching Gen 5. I'm not going to talk about it today. Can you give a... Because I'm guessing, like, a lot of people probably don't have, like, a lot of familiarity. Like, when you say, like, Gen 1, that's, like, what, 80s to 90s? Like, do you want to give, like, a very vague time frame to each gen you're talking about? I'll get there. I just kind of wanted to... Because this this was kind of an interesting nomination in that this is kind of the first time where it's felt like uh, one of us is obviously very invested and the other is obviously very not invested. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm not invested. I would, I would say that I've had a lot on my mind the last few months and it's killing me, but this, this is not the place to talk about it. But you wouldn't say that, like... I, after 15 episodes, I'm like, in my brain, and I guess we'll, we'll get into this as we talk about, um, everything that we watched. I, like, I get it. Mm. After 15 episodes, I'm like, oh, I get it now. And I feel like every episode I watched after that wasn't adding anything. Do you know what I mean? And that might be blasphemy to you. But I'm like, oh, no, I get, I get what they're doing here. Cool. Mm. So, for a lot of reasons, I'm still I'm glad we did it. But I really deeply regret nominating. Uh, mostly because of the time. Because, like, I was riding the high of Final Fantasy VIII. And I was so excited. And I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. I'm going to share this thing that I'm super passionate about and I finally feel comfortable enough to be vulnerable about it and like do the thing. Yeah, and then I like pulled my pants down and I just like shat all over it. (laughs) It was a fucking logistical nightmare. Uh, But for both of us. We got there. uh, 
we got there, but it was like, it was a really bad time and mm. I didn't feel like I could dedicate the time I wanted to it. But then like the more I thought about it, the more I was like, oh, this is a vanity project. But also like a discussion like the one we're having right now, just to talk in a meta sense, is also like part of us engaging with media. I mean, yeah, this yeah. is kind of part of the... Uh, the point of the podcast, Which I would say. Which is why I wanted to talk about it up front, because the experience that I expected to happen was... I never really expected you to like it, mm. because most people don't, which is why I was I had to steel myself to kind of I, I bring don't, it... I don't dislike it. I think yeah, it's fine. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I really didn't expect all of this waiting, and trying to get you to watch it with me was like pulling teeth, mm-hmm. and... You were like really. Oh my god! Thank God this is over. And like, I don't know if I. <laughs> I oh sorry. <laughs> we sometimes we have a problem where um like I act things up on purpose, and uh, sometimes that can't be very discernible to the other person. Like I, yeah. I was I, I was playing up. Like I don't actually feel that way. And like I I know that on a like, I know that on a like, we've been friends for a while. I know that about you level, Mm -hmm. but like hearing that and knowing like, this is one of my capital SI special interest things. Uh, so it's just like, yeah, it it was very hard to not take it personally. I didn't think it would be so hard to not take it personally. Uh, and that again, it made me realize it was a bit of a vanity project. I just kind of wanted to share this thing. I didn't really think deeply about, I don't like the, the whole I just wanted, I just wanted someone to watch it and and like like it on my level and I sort of I didn't I didn't think that that w- that was something I would do but I did so I, I, I wish I had just chosen a different time but that's fine uh, we didn't watch this episode but it's basically like the grand galloping gala for me uh, it wasn't what I expected uh, it didn't play out how I thought it would but I'm still glad it happened and you know it yeah. Oh yeah, just this episode's going to be pretty good. Just from this side of the aisle, I don't regret anything. I mean, I feel bad that you had all those struggles. But when I mean, like, I don't regret you choosing it. And I didn't regret watching it either. And I'm not going to regret when we do, not if, when we do do the second half of this. Um, I think it'll be great. I think you're, um, some of the things that you're feeling are very valid and true. And other things I feel like are a little bit of projection. Like, oh, oh yeah. I think he doesn't like it or this or that. It's just like, no, no, no. Like, I mean, 100% it's projection. Because, like, the, the reason I had to kind of talk myself up about it was because uh, people in the past have reacted pretty uh, poorly about me liking My Little Pony. But there's there, it's usually either, oh, you're 30 years old and you still watch children's cartoons, or it's, Oh, are you associated with bronies? I bet you love to have sex with Fluttershy. And we're, I bet you we're gonna fucking, get into that too. I bet you fap to all of these underage and like That's it's, so true, I would love to have sex with Fluttershy. So it's either fucking it's either you're a child or you're a gross pervert, and mm-hmm. I don't like I don't like it. So, you know Yeah, I I already went in expecting the worst, which was unfair. Um and coloured the experience a bit. But, um, again, I'm really happy that I did it because it renewed it renewed my love of the thing. I'm going to go and rewatch it. Um, and and yeah, just to be clear, and... me too. Yeah. Like, I enjoyed it. And uh, we'll get into it, but, like, I enjoyed what I watched. I can't 
believe we're finally here. With all that we've imagined, the reality of this night is sure to make this the best night ever! At the gala. At the gala. In the garden. I'm going to see them all. All the creatures. I'll befriend them at the gala. All the birdies and the critters. They will love me big and small. We'll become good friends forever. Right here at the gala. All right, so now that all of that interesting experience stuff is out of the way, uh, yeah, let's go into what I mean by these generations and shit and, like, a bit of history of My Little Pony because the history is fascinating, very interesting. Uh, but um, I'm going to put a, a heads up. Uh, we can't talk about the history of My Little Pony without talking about the history of gendered toy marketing. Uh, so I'm going to use a lot of gendered, very heavily gendered terms and concepts. And I shit. don't think anyone would argue that like toys and computer games are marketed. Oh, sorry, trucks and computer games are marketed to boys. Well, no, I and, just like, kind of, no, I'm saying yeah. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. Like and dolls and whatever is targeted towards girls. Just putting it out there, just in case. Uh, anyway, so we're in the 1980s. I'm not born yet. Uh, neither, neither are you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, fuck off. Wait, no, early 1980s. Like, you 1980s is just there. <laughs> uh, the toy market is what you said. It's basically fantasy adventures are for boys and domestic toys, so your baby dolls, your Barbies, the cooking sets or whatever, are for girls. And this is coupled with this attitude from marketing executives and the general public. Uh, that kids are happy with whatever you put in front of them, uh, that animation is for kids and is childish, uh, and that kids' animation sucks. It's just well, bad. it's not... Okay. Can I... I might have a bit of a differing opinion on this, but maybe it's something that you go into. It depends. Um, it's not that it's bad, it's that it was shit out, because yes, animation I, was a vehicle... Yeah to selling a product. It didn't matter what the fucking animation was, so they could just, like, shit out whatever they needed to. The, the real money was in selling the toys. Well, that's... Yeah, I am going to get into that. So, kids' animation... Yeah, kids' animation was shit, but it was only like that because around the 1970s, uh, you started seeing really tight restrictions about what you could show kids, and it was from these, like, pearl-clutching parents... Uh, that didn't want their kids to grow up and be fucking gays and whatever. Uh, and studios that had really itty bitty bitty budgets. Uh, and then in the very early 1980s, Mattel created He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. He-Man was going to be the example. Of and that was the first show that was created around a toy line instead of the toys created around the show. Eventually, they would make this even cheaper by not even creating the shows themselves. This happened more in the 90s. But by just buying shows that exist in Japan and just redubbing them. And you would have, like, basically two companies that just did the dubbing for all of them. Your Yu-Gi-Oh's, your Pokemon's, all, all of this. Dragon Ball Z. All just like, oh, cool. We, we didn't even have to make the animation and we can make a shit ton of money? Cool. Um, so you had saw a lot of you sort of sort of evolve into that. He was the one man sailor movement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. Anyway, this thing happens. Then something called first run syndication shows up, which meant that animators could sell episodes of shows in like the hundreds in these programming blocks. 
and it was all the more incentive to knock out these episodes fast and cheap. So we have the storm of really cheap, really poorly written, low quality and heavily gendered toy commercials that are disguised as TV shows. Space Ghost, He-Man. Oh, we've, got a, we've got a bunch of... We've got so many. Oh, there's, there's heaps. Yeah, <laughs> no. Uh, so, I just wanted to say Space Ghost. I fucking love Space Ghost. Original Space not like coast-to-coast bullshit. I, I mean, like, no original idea. Space Ghost. We had it on VHS. It is... It is like any other Hanna-Barbera thing you've seen where it's like... You're legitimately just seeing the same animations over and over again. They're just, like, in a different sequence and with different voice lines over the top. It was literally all the same animations. They didn't do anything new. They might make a new background. They might just use the same one. Fuck it. Who cares? So, in the middle of all this, in pops... I'm gonna, I'm gonna butcher every name I say in this, I swear. In pops Bonnie Zacker... Zacker? Zacker. Uh, who creates a line of toys that are specifically appealing to not domestic girls, but horse girls. Mm, Because they have money. (laughs) Yeah, who would... And these horse girl toys were horses, obviously, that were realistically coloured. And these were the first Generation 1 prototypes for My Little Pony. Uh, Then Hasbro saw this, came in and said... Uh, we want you to make this fantasy, and this is how My Little Pony was born. Mm-hmm. And so, you see that in the first, like, we're going to talk about the first movie, I'm guessing, but um, they kind of just look like horses. Yeah, no, they're a lot, the first, the first toys, the first anime, they're a lot more realistically mm-hmm. horses. Um, but yeah, so what was unique about My Little Pony in the first place, compared to these other toys and shows was that it was specifically marketed at young girls, but it was about fantasy adventures, which are for boys. Uh, Like, yes, the writing was still really shit, uh, and the playsets were, like, all kind of the same generic, ooh, uh, sparkle Fritz soda pop loves to have parties and brush her hair. Um, But that was fine because it really encouraged, like, pretend play. So, you know, a girl would pick up a horse, rename it, take it on a fucking fantasy adventure, whatever, um, then watch the show, and they go on another fantasy adventure, and there were dragons, and there was, you know, evil warriors, and witches, and warlocks, and goblins, and it was, it was so cool! Ah! Uh, to quote from an article by oh, Sinan Maguire, uh, My Little Pony showed that there was a market for these things, that the girls' side of the toy aisle was starving for more unstructured adventure and a franchise designed to support it. Rainbow Bright, Care Bears, The Gummy Bears, all the great pink-washed fantasies of the early 1980s, they came after My Little Pony had Mm -hmm. paved the way. When you were talking about that, like, Care Bears came to my mind, like, in the last little bit you were talking Mm -hmm. about. So, yeah, uh, My Little Pony basically... I mean, compared to these days... It's not that huge, but it started like a very small, planted the seed of revolution in gender toy marketing. And anyway, Gen 1 is a huge success. It runs from 82 to 92, and then Generation 2 performs really badly from 97 to 99. Uh, And they're, I think, the hardest to come, like the hardest toys to find for collectors. Um, Very highly prized. 
Generation 3, which was more of this, like, sanitized girly slice of life thing. Was it, like, more akin to, like, what a Barbie cartoon would look like? Well, you say that, but modern Barbie cartoon is very feminist. Yeah, I'm thinking of, <laughs> I haven't seen any modern ones. I'm thinking about one that I might have seen when I was, like, a kid. I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, kind of. Um, but, yeah, that runs to 2003 to 2009. And somewhere in the middle of that is the universally hated Gen 3.5, which... Uh, I no, they're so ugly. They're really, really ugly. Well, they like squares, or they're like cheap. Let me. Okay, quick break. I'm gonna pull up a photo and show you because they're fucking. I don't know. They're chibi-fied. In, in the meantime, here's my essay on why Fluttershy is the sexiest horse. Now, it's really just the hair, right? The way it like covers her face a little bit is really hot, and I think that's what guys are into, really. Ah, oh, jeez, you're the worst. You're going to hate what I have to say. You like it? They're not that far off from Gen 4. Well, uh, yeah, okay. But, I don't know, they're fucking ugly. Yeah, I think they they look pretty similar to Gen 4. You're wrong. You're just wrong. <laughs> okay, so anyway... Do your own research, listeners. The, the popularity is kind of diminishing. And then we hit 2010. Uh, so at this point... The year Dark Souls came out. Uh. No, it's 2011. Oh. <laughs> so at this point, in terms of, like, gender toy marketing and shit, things are kind of looking up. Uh, we have Cartoon Network taking the reins and running all these really, really cool shows like Avatar and Dexter's Lab and Powerpuff Girls. Um, adult animation has kind of popped on the scene. Archer came out, like, the year before. Um, like, stuff is happening, but toy marketing is still pretty heavily gendered and there's still this really pervasive idea that little girls have shit taste and anything produced for little girls is garbage. Fucking true. <laughs> Especially because of all this 80s toy line bullshit. Like, we look at it really nostalgically, but these shows aren't good. <laughs> no, I know they're not good. Yeah. I, I started off by saying that we're just shit out yeah, as a exactly. vehicle for fucking... The only good one, and it's good for really good reasons and really good but, and really bad reasons... The 1980s Transformers movie fucking kicks ass. It's incredible. It's also kind of bad, but it's amazing. So anyway, with this sort of better environment, but not really, in walks Lauren Faust. She grew up with and loved My Little Pony, but, like, she was feminist and she is deeply enraged that girls' entertainment is so belittled um, and that the people who are working on these shows clearly didn't give a shit about what they were producing. Uh, and she knew that this stuff could be great because she had worked on amazing shows with women protagonists, namely the Powerpuff Girls, mm -hmm. which her husband created and she worked on as a storyboard artist, then a writer, then a director. Um, she also did, she did a bunch of really good shows and she tried to pitch what's the name galaxy girls there's like a youtube video you can watch about it that is interesting i don't know much about it because it never got produced in the end but like she worked on really great shows she loved what she did so anyway she was approached by hasbro for the my little pony reboot and the first thing she did was pull out her old ponies from the shelf and in six weeks she'd created a 40 page show bible that had six core characters that were all different, and that was really important to her because she wanted them to be unique, distinct characters. And bada bing, bada boom, 
My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, Generation 4 is born. They could have done it with five. They could have done it with five characters. Re- remove one of them and you know which one. Yeah, we all know which one, yeah. but we'll get there. So, look, what, what I think really distinguishes Generation 4 from not just the rest of My Little Pony, but like the rest of these target demographic shows um, is that it feels earnest. It feels like the people working on it loved it, were, they cared about it, um, they got in actual talented people to work on it, and all of that is down to not just Lauren Faust's vision, because she ended up leaving after season one, uh, but Megan McCarthy, who's one of the main showrunners, her execution of the show. Like, ah, quality. And like, it, it's not that rare anymore for people to give a shit about the stuff we produce, but for little, for media targeted to little girls, and I, I guess little boys too, but I can't talk to that. Um, it, it wasn't common. It was really, yeah, it was belittled, derided, etc. So people were really surprised that this show was as good as it was. Um, you know, there's no main love interests. There, none of the main characters aspire to this like Stepford wife domesticity. Um, and they all have diverse jobs. The cast. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Their, their jobs are fucking doing whatever the fuck they want at all times. Exactly. Besides Applejack, she actually has a job. The yeah, others, Rarity has a job. She runs Rarity her own business. Does, she runs her a, own business. That is a... She franchises later, that is too. a hobby of passion. No, 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 no. It's a, <laughs> biz, it's a business. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so all of that. Also, uh, in preparation for this podcast, I've been reading these essay collections by an author called Jen Blue, uh, called My Little Pomo, where she critiques all of these episodes under a postmodern lens. Uh, and there's this one chapter that really stood out to me. Uh, volume one, chapter seven, talks about the episode Griffin the Brush Off. Uh, and it makes a really, really great point. Was that the one that we watched? Where it's just yeah. like, I want to be friends with Griffin, but Griffin's... Yeah, okay, yeah. I remember. Makes a really great point about where the show was in time. So, like, in the early 2000s, pop culture... I kind of... I didn't pay fucking attention to pop culture in the early 2000s, but there seems to be a common through line of the world is shit, so we're going to use fandom as an escape mechanism. Uh, wait, kids were doing that? I don't know about that. Well, no. We'll, we'll just... All right. We'll get. So, like, geek culture was really trendy and people, like, really put value in their, their self-identifiers. And in with... the 2000s? Yeah. I'm going to stop questioning it. This, but this is, is... is what the essay says. All right, okay. Uh, with My Little Pony, every pony has a cutie mark, which is a picture on their flank that reflects their core passion, drive, and destiny. Um, and in an era where things are really shit and uncertain and this geek culture is all about symbols... It sounds pretty cool to one day get a magical tattoo that not only like signals your identity but gives you a clear cut idea of who you are. Oh wait, no, you're just describing all escapes like escapism fantasy. Like Harry Potter's that. Like everything's that. Like what if what if you you sh- your life is shit? What if you just woke up one day and actually you were a wizard and you're gonna get taken off and have a magical time? Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, but I would I would agree that I mean I think it happens today a lot too. Like yeah, no, but like. I guess... It's like the unique historical... I don't think... uh, Yeah, Uh, go on. (laughs) 
Uh, to quote uh, Blue, uh, ponies are people who construct their identities primarily around their passions. Ponies are geeks. Uh, and all of that goes a long way to explaining how bronies happened. But I feel like this, this whole paragraph explains maybe not why it was popular with kids, because I think it's pretty obvious why it was popular with kids. It was colourful and cool and whatever. But, like, the reason it got popular with adults and then became this fucking media shark frenzy. I think this goes a long way to describing I, why. I think my only hang-up is that you said 2000s and not 2010s. Because I don't think this is happening so much in the 2000s. Like, like people were identifying more with being, like, geeks, I guess. But it was not, like... It was still shit on relentlessly. In the 2010s, this is when... Now now we have people who completely identify with some sort of thing that they like, and it's cringe and... Well, okay, yeah. Look, I'll, I'll pay that. Um, well, the show also didn't come out to 2010. Well, so. it didn't come out to 20. Yeah, yeah. so... No, I'll pay that. Um... Uh, again, I was really disconnected from pop culture my whole life. Yeah, I would, <laughs> so... say this, I would say, like, I would actually agree with everything you just said if instead of 2000s you said 2010s. Yeah. We'll go there then. Uh, so anyway, we'll get back to all of that, specifically the bronies. Mm. Uh, but now it is time to talk about the actual show. Return to Midnight Castle and the 80s My Little Pony movie. What did you think? Do you want me to read my notes off verbatim? It's been a while since we've seen the movie, so I actually don't remember that much. I mean, do, do you want to read them verbatim? Well, yeah, but they're going to be haphazard and stupid. But it could be fun. Okay. Okay. Word for word, this is what I wrote. Okay, it opens with the fucking song. Because it it's the My Little Pony song. Oh, yeah, song. that's one of the things that have remained consistent across all the generations. The theme doesn't really change. Like, they add lyrics, but, uh, but it's always... Da, 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 yeah, da, yeah. I said the horses are all bitches. <laughs> I said they are taking too long to tell their story. I think I was even saying this at the start. I'm like, all right, let's go. Oh, that's right, because our attention spans are bullshit nowadays. I, I find this, I don't really like the original series of Star Trek, just, mm -hmm. just to be clear, but one of the reasons I don't like it is the pacing is fucking trash. <laughs> there are just scenes where people will stand there without saying anything for 30 seconds. That was kind of what was happening. Yeah. Uh, here, I said some parts are cute. I said the daughters are cool, all which content is based. Um, those... Oh, sorry, you're talking about the 80s movie, not Return to Midnight Castle. You said, but we started with the 80s movie. No, I said we started with Return to Midnight Castle and then we watched the 80s movie. But we'll start with the 80s movie. That's fine. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. I said, what? what is this fucking pacing? <laughs> it's a mile a minute with no... Oh, no, it was the opposite! I remember now. No, no, sorry. They didn't allow any dead air. I take it back. I reversed what I said. <laughs> they didn't allow any dead air. It was like, okay, do you want to go to the Magical Kingdom? Okay, we're going there now. Oh, who are you? Oh, cool, it's a new horse. We're going to ride into this Magical Kingdom. Oh, fucking awesome. <laughs> and, it, and it was the whole movie. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. Um, I wrote, whiskers on the dudes is not okay. What does that mean? Are you talking about the grundles? Maybe. Oh, Maybe yeah. Maybe those grundles? I don't like the grundles. Grundleland! Oh, Grundleland! It said, I hate the intelligent horse. Oh, yeah. No, you hate, um, not Moon Dancer. You hate Wind Whistler. I fucking love Wind Whistler. She was my favorite. I put, I just put Danny DeVito, question mark, question mark. Yeah, question no, mark, that's the mark. Grundles. <laughs> Um, the baby dragon is cute. Meme fodder? Yes, Spike. Oh, well, no, I remembered the whiskers now. You're talking about the little fuzzballs. That's what, yeah. They yeah. Don't, I'm not okay with those. Um, no, they're creepy. Yeah, I don't like them. <laughs> yeah. And I said, even in the movie, they have blatant advertising for a new playset. Yes. Not surprising. That's the point. Because the movie, it introduces uh, Paradise Estate. For, no, well, it has the castle. Dream, Dream Castle? Uh, which was a playset, a very expensive one. Then we have Paradise Estate, which I desperately want. I need Paradise Estate in mint box condition. Uh, they also introduce the Flutter Ponies, which were their own separate line that came out after the movie. Yeah, yeah, they've got all of it. If I if I re I remember the scene pretty well, but like honestly, they were like one percent away from having a buy now underneath yeah. it. <laughs> it was pretty full on. Oh, that the. Um, some of them, I can't remember what the name of the line was, but some of them had these gem eyes and they do a close up of, cause one of them's like, oh, the sparkle went out of your eyes cause they got smooths in the hair. And I was into the like, play set. And you were like, yeah. <laughs> and I also said the trees are cool. Trees are cool. <laughs> I think they were like evil trees or they were singing or talking or something. Yeah. Oh, there was the, when they get the, the. The flume, the and there's flume. the big, the, the flood. Yeah, I remember the trees being called. That's all my notes. Uh, to be fair, we watched it a while ago. I don't actually remember that much about it, but um, that's why I take notes on things. I mean, there's not that much to remember. Cool, cool fact, though. I didn't find this out until just after we watched it. Uh, the comics just did a run called Generations, where this movie is happening in a, like a parallel universe to Generation 4. And they, like, meet up because the the daughters of those daughters uh, are trying to take over ponies again. And it's, like, it's really cool. It's well, cute. One of the things that surprised me is um, Blaster Master. The Blaster Master effect. Okay, you don't know Blaster Master. It's okay. It's little kid gets sucked into... It's an isekai, right? Mm -hmm. like, well, it's not an isekai, but it may as well be. Um... What is another property that does this? There were so many. Little tiny boy, like six-year-old boy, gets pulled into fantasy land, finds like a group of cool people to hang with and they go on a thing. I was surprised that, I mean, it makes sense now. I was surprised My Little Pony was that. Yeah, because the... I was surprised to see a human. And it was like the yeah. first thing we saw. Because <laughs> um, the, the whole idea is um, we've got Megan. Megan? Megan. Fuck. I can't remember. Stop inviting your girlfriend over. <laughs> Um, Megan, uh, has a horse and she's in the human world and then she gets okay. visited by the ponies in Return to Midnight Castle because they're like, wait, we just need a hero. So we're going to go find this. I don't remember how old she is. I think she's like 13. Yeah, she we're going to find this 13 year old girl and she's going to come back and help us. And they like fly over the rainbow and that's how they get to Ponyland. Are we going to talk about the fact that there are sapient and non-sapient horses? <laughs> Because she's, yeah. she's brushing yeah. our horse Megan is in, hu yeah. in the human world. And then all these talking horses come out. She's just like, well, fucking throw you in the bin. I got these talking horses now. Mm. And then in the 80s movie, they also introduce her... I 
think they're like her cousins. There's Danny and Molly. Um, like, I wonder if the horses look at. I wonder if the ponies look at the horses like we look at great apes. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I wonder. <laughs> what do you mean you can't fly? That's also a playset. Her like little barn that you see at the beginning, that's a playset. Um, speaking of, do you have notes on Return to Midnight Castle or did you just I not pro- I thought it was all one thing. <laughs> uh, Return to Midnight Castle was with T-Rex. And yeah, the baboon dude. Yeah, the dragons, and they get the ponies get like kidnapped by these dragons, and then they have to. Yeah, go the on evil guy's just like, well, actually, I'm good, kind of, I guess. Yeah, because he had just been taken over by the the rainbow of darkness, and then they combat it with the rainbow of light, and everything turns back into normal. Um, and it's where we first meet Spike, and he's Spike is adorable throughout everything. I love Spike so much. And Return to Midnight Castle has the best song in the whole series. The shoot. Down upon the sea ponies when you're in distress. Fucking love it. Soundtrack of my life. <laughs> Alright, so that's the old stuff, I guess. That's the old stuff now. The new stuff. Let's talk about let's talk about the elephant in the room. Yeah. Pinkie Pie should be deleted. <laughs> well, uh, hold on. I'll explain how we did this first. So I originally had this really long list of episodes we were going to watch, uh, but then we both ran out of time, and I was getting the impression you weren't enjoying it, so I cut a few of it. We basically watched the episodes I thought were topically important, were plot important, and were my favourites. It was like half of every season, first four seasons. Yeah. Is that that correct? And a a movie. Correct. Although one of the seasons, I think we only watched like three episodes. It was either season two or season three. I don't remember. Um, It was like a very short. Um, But we also watched all of the... Like, the beginnings and the ends, except for the Grand Gallery. We we basically watched the entire first season, if I recall. Yeah, we we did watch most of the first season, and then we kind of tapered off after that. Yeah, so first impressions of the girls already were like, Pinkie Pie needs to be deleted. No, I I, I didn't necessarily have anything against Pinkie Pie immediately. But the more more episodes that I watched, the more I grew to despise Pinkie Pie. Um, Pinkie Pie is is summed up as, I'm loud and random lol humor and i hate it i hate everything about it she just screams and it's supposed to be entertaining and it's not i understand why she's there and i like that we have a representation of like those people in the group uh i personally would prefer applejack to go because i love applejack she's one of my like i want to like my dream to get ponies uh, but she's fucking boring all of her stories are fucking boring i think she is <laughs> Not especially exciting and also not insulting. I think she's just fine. She's I think neutral. Pinkie Pie needs to go. And you and what's the thing that I hate most? It's fucking neutral things. Mm. I love that Applejack is so like close to her family and whatever. But other than that, also, and I've I bitched about this to you, and I'm going to bitch about it again. I once read a theory that oh, said Applejack Jesus. and Rainbow Dash's elements of harmony should be reversed. And I a thousand percent it's agree. It's like loyalty and something else, right? Yeah, Applejack is uh, honesty. 
and Rainbow Dash's loyalty. You've, you've brought it up maybe 50 times. Yes. But I because guess it's the first time for the podcast. Applejack is the most loyal in the bunch. She Her whole shtick is she loves her family and is going to run the family farm forever. Well, she doesn't really have a choice. She has a choice. Your destiny is a tattoo on your ass. Uh, no, we'll talk about that a bit later. But no. Let's Apple- go to the main cast. Let's, okay. let's describe them. No. Okay. So. Pinkie have- Pie is a lol, random, <laughs> screaming pink pony. Cool. Next. We'll take it in turns. Pick one. Uh, Twilight Sparkle. She's basically the center of the show. She's the protagonist. She's yeah. the protagonist. Her whole... She's smart. She's anxious. Uh, and she's destined to be a princess. Oh, that word destiny. The fuck? She's powerful. Um, and she is the star pupil of Princess Celestia, who is basically like God. Yeah. Kind no, of. It's, it's God funny. and a monarch. Um... I okay. The next one would be Fluttershy, I guess. Um, there's not really a lot to say to her about it. She or to her really. She has cool hair. She's shy, and she talks to animals. That's it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, they all have special things. Uh, we've talked about Applejack. Her whole th- she runs at Apple Farm with the family. Uh, they're very they're kind of like traditional country folk. Um, not conservative traditional, but uh, you know their whole thing is like traditions and. Uh, routines and just say she has a southern accent. I think she has red... a southern accent, and then fill in the blanks. Yeah, <laughs> southern American accent. Um, yeah. Oh, you're next. Uh, Rarity, my mm. my favorite of the core six. She is a diva. She's a diva. She's like typically feminine in that she loves she loves clothes. She loves beautiful things. She her like special gems clothes. Yeah, her special power that got her her cutie mark is she she knows the spell that can find gemstones that she incorporates into her fashion cuz she she's a businesswoman, excuse me, that runs a fashion boutique. <laughs> um and yeah, she's like she's like the typical girly one sort of thing. I get but well yeah, I get. It. She's posh. She's posh. Oh yeah, she also desperately wants to be a city city pony because yeah. Ponyville in Man in Manhattan. Manhattan, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but yeah, she wants to move to the city because Ponyville's kind of like it's not quite country town, but it's it's small town, um, and she's got big dreams. Uh, Rainbow Dash. Um, she's like a feisty tomboyish speed demon. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah, some of them can fly and some can do magic and some are... <laughs> but no, the thing with Rainbow Dash is she is constantly brutally honest and it gets her in trouble. But I don't fucking... There's a few episodes where, like, obviously they have to make a point of it because she's the element of harmony. But I don't fucking see her being loyal to anybody. They could easily have changed their episodes around to be like... You know, you don't always have to be brutally honest. Sometimes you need to have tact. Or, like, sometimes it can really hurt to tell the truth or to talk about your feelings. They could have easily done that. They could have fucking easily just switched them around and it would have worked way better. And it's fucking stupid. I feel like all of the Applejack ones that are centered around honesty are forced. They're so... For- just- <laughs> He's got the shit-eating grin. <laughs> I'll also say that um, I would argue... And I have no way of proving this to you. I think anybody who has any type of affiliation with My Little Pony, but knows basically nothing about it, but knows something about it, has seen, has seen Rainbow, Rainbow Dash. Rainbow Dash. 1,000%. As opposed to, like, Twilight Pop Sparkle. Absolutely. I thought Rainbow Dash... Coming into this, I thought Rainbow Dash was the MC. And I was like, oh, Twilight Sparkle. It's because I'd seen Rainbow Dash everywhere. That's a combo of, like, 
the only, I mean, Twilight is based on Generation 1 Twilight, um, but out of the main six, the only two, I think, I think Fluttershy might be in like one of the other gens, but not the first, but like Rainbow Dash consistently in all generations and Applejack consistently in all generations. But Rainbow Dash is the one that is rainbow colored and cute and blah. So of course, like it's the most popular piece of merchandise. Well, she's and, blue. <clears throat> she's Her blue. hair's rainbow. Yeah. Um, and she has this, she, she's like one of the most slogan heavy ponies on the show like her 20% cooler line sure. <laughs> yeah like it's really popular so I, I can see yeah where is there another pony have we forgot well we haven't talked about Pinkie Pie but that's because we both don't like we skipped it <laughs> no I talked about it oh, yeah, it's all random we don't care we've got Pinkie Pie Rainbow Dash Applejack Rarity Twilight Sparkle yeah we talked about it all there you go there's your cast no who's it um yeah I think that's it there's six, right? There's six. But I was like, hang on, how do I count? Pinkie Pie, Rainbow Dash, Fire Sparkle, Fire Shy. Rarity. Rarity, Applejack. Yes. Okay. No, we did it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and yeah, so there are three types of ponies in Ponyville. We've got the Earth Pony. <laughs> We've got the Earth Ponies, uh, the Pegasi, and the Unicorns. The Unicorns have magic. The Pegasi can fly. And the Earth Ponies have magic too. They have Earth magic because they're all this. hard workers and naturally are stronger than the other ponies. Yeah, and let me just say this. If I was born an Earth Pony, you'd better believe I'd be making a fucking big old gang of <laughs> Earth Ponies to genocide the others. Just saying. Just I made saying. a huge fucking point when we watched the finale of season four because T-Rex comes back. Oh, the hype for that. Um comes back and steals on the magic and he specifically steals the strength of the earth ponies which proves that the earth ponies have their own magic why me and like this this through line of earth pony no magic blah like that's an important plot point in the generation five sure shit i um, feel like it was all post hoc i feel like it, it was just like oh shit these ponies don't really there's nothing really special about them. Oh, they've got earth powers. <laughs> I think it was post hoc. I think they got like halfway through season two was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, earth powers, sure. <laughs> sure, sure thing. Clerk selling some quills. Morning, kid. My pony bill is so gentle and still. Can things ever go wrong? I don't think that they will. So I guess let's go through some of the main episodes, I guess. So we got the first two episodes where they discover the elements of harmony. That's where they all get the... And that's where they're all assigned. Can we talk about world building a little bit more? Oh, yeah, sure. We haven't talked about cutie marks. Yeah, okay, yep. Well, I mean, well, we're talking yeah, about the show, right? Marks, so yeah. we should talk about cutie marks. Okay, so it's like pretty integral to the show, isn't it? So cutie marks are the little picture that they have on their flank. And it's it appears when you discover your like core passion and drive. And yes... You can't escape it. No! That's the thing. We will talk about this more in part two because cutie marks, like, there's a theme of cutie mark shit in Post part two. From what no. I've seen so far, it's a destiny. It's, that's the thing. It's, it kind of is and it kind of isn't. It, look, here's a, here's a problem. All right. 
Shoemaker loves making shoes. It's their passion because it's tattooed on their ass. Also, their name's Shoemaker. And their name's Shoemaker before they get the cutie mark. It's kind of like everyone's destined to be a certain thing. I'm it just is saying. a little on the nose, but uh, this, this com- we really need to have this conversation after you've watched the part two shit. I mean, to, just to be clear, my opinion's not going to change. I might be like, oh, well, now they're saying something. But on all the evidence that's been shown to me so far, you are destined to be a thing. You are bringing in outside information to me. <laughs> but I love, I fucking love cutie marks. Um, I just love this whole thing. There's a whole playline. What's the dumbest cutie mark? What's the dumbest? Ooh. And not like <sighs> random crowd person for, because I have an answer for you. I don't know about the dumbest, but there are, there are a handful of cutie marks that like every like it's the background shit yeah, but it appears over ones. and over which again which one's the dumbest one no no there's this one that's an hourglass and i see it all the fucking time and i hate it i, I don't mean that I, I don't mean some random background character but it's like, like the dumbest cutie mark because i have an answer i have the correct answer well for me you're asking a person who has looked at those lists where they list out every single cutie mark in the show yeah, uh, you can, so you're you asking just... me to choose from a very large pool here no, a very small pool i'm talking all the ponies are his speaking roles. I never really got Lyra heartstrings. She's got a harp. Well, that's what a Lyra is. Yeah, but but I've never seen her. She never plays music. I, I don't think in the whole okay. show. Because they make her shtick being, like, obsessed with humans. Ugh, another fucking brony thing to talk about. But, like, I never see her play a harp. So, mm. I'm gonna I'm going to give my answer and then a bonus. Okay. It's Pinkie Pie's. No! I do you birthday can't... parties. Yeah, her thing makes so cool. much sense. <laughs> no. Like, it works. And the second dumbest one was like, I guess it's not from it. It's my bonus. But it's it fits a core theme, and it's kind of what I was talking about before with, like, Shoemaker. Like, one of them's just like, not this specifically, but it's like, I carry the royal carriage. And that's my ju- that's my cutie mark. I'm not saying that oh, that's the yeah. thing specifically, but I remember talking about it. I'm just like, oh, so your destiny is to be uh, a surf. Like, that's your destiny. And that kind of sucks. <laughs> oh, there's a... No, I have a new answer. Um, we haven't watched this episode yet. It's a cutie mark. Chronicles thing. Well, yeah. Um, but this, this pony gets, like, a skull and bones. Oh, but you didn't... Wasn't there one that was, like, a criminal? Wasn't what he like could snake oiled people, but it was also his oh, cutie. Oh, flim mark. and flam. Flip their their cutie marks are literally like we're gonna fuck over as many people no, as possible. Their and cutie said, marks are, uh, aren't they like an apple, but like one's a slice and one's no, the, no, apple, no. the slice out of it? Yeah, no, not them. Oh, silver shill. Silver shill. Silver shill. <laughs> was the person in the crowd pretending that the snake oil worked? Yeah. And that's and literally your destiny. He's got the fucking the two silver coins or something as his cutie mark. <laughs> Come on. No, there's all sorts of ways you can interpret. No. Fuck off. No. For me, the maybe maybe not dumbest but funniest is this cutie mark crusaders episode where this person gets a skull and bones and say cutie mark um and the parents are like really fucking worried because they're like what if she's gonna be a pirate or a murderer and then they come in they go no she's an archaeologist mm. <laughs> it sends me every time but that's that's <laughs> kind of my point though mm. yeah yeah the destination part two we'll talk more we'll do a cutie marks part two we'll talk more on it like you hit six years old and a bloody knife appears on your rump and you're just like oh am i gonna be a butcher or am i gonna fucking 
Which well, they, people? <laughs> for most, for most ponies that get their cutie mark, the reason they get it is because they have discovered that yes, this is my thing. Like, yeah, yeah, but that's my whole thing. Like you don't get it randomly. There's no choice. There is a choice. No, there's not. But it. If but, you if you if you if you're given the name when you're born, <laughs> like serial killer, <laughs> and then you get like a box of cereal cereal on your rump, right? There's no ambigu- ambigu- ambiguity. You're gonna eat cereal. But if it's a bloody knife, you're going to fucking kill every pony. Alright? And that's kind of dumb. But, uh, it's not as simple as that. Um, but you have reminded me. Uh, I need that a... I can't say ambiguity? <laughs> no. Um, there's, a sh- there's a shop in Ponyville that sells quills and sofas. And I wonder if his cutie mark is a quill and a sofa. Probably. Because <laughs> I really have to know. Oh, his name is Davenport. See, they all have they all have names. Yeah, it's a quill and a sofa. Yeah. <laughs> and he owns the quills and sofa store. Okay, yeah. Look, it's weird, but the, I think with the names, you have to do a suspension of belief. Okay? Oh no, I, I, I'm being extremely pedantic. I just like I like talking about this. Uh, okay, back to my original statement. First two episodes, elements of harmony. The Twilight gets kicked out of cool. City University to find out what it is to make a friend. Gotta make friends. Mm -hmm. And she has to learn about the magic of friendship. Especially because uh, she just becomes like the element of magic and now has to fucking deal with that too. (laughs) Um, Also like, I, I mentioned this to you, but I don't think we watched enough episodes to really demonstrate it. Princess Luna looks super different. In these episodes, compared to every other time we yeah, see it's her, because she's in the show. evil at the start. Well, no, but when she's goodified or whatever, she's like this tiny little pale blue pissy thing. She is still like I meme about Fluttershy. Mm. Luna is actually the hottest pony. Luna's, oh, she's this kind of weak, pale, shorty, and then we see her next in the the her. like Halloween episode, and she's like big and powerful, and she's got the the curly. Not the curly, the wavy hair and like... Like Celestia, yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a theory that um, her magic has come back and that's why she looks different. But I just... I, this logical consistency, I never... I never fucking... It's whatever it needs to be at the time and that's going to support my post hocness of Earth Ponies and Cootie Mokes not strictly being Destiny. But yeah, I agree with you. Mm. It's weird. Um, did you like it? What were your first thoughts, if you had any? If you're going to want specific thoughts on each episode, they're going to be roughly the same. I guess, like, yeah, the show's fine. It's it's even, it's it's good. But it's not like, for me, it's not like amazing or anything. I was just like, oh, this is, I think I even said this to you. I'm like, oh, this is really well done. And that's pretty much as like far as it went. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, most episodes, and they even have a device for this. Most episodes are just like to have some sort of social struggle, come together, solve it. And then put that in a handy dandy little message. So like the way the show is structured, at least in like the first two seasons, um, is Twilight would write back to Celestia, like a little note explaining what she learned about friendship or whatever. Mm-hmm. So there'd be like, I mean, a bunch of kids shows are like this. It's just like, oh, you know, we'd run into some problems. Maybe somebody, you know, made some dumb mistakes or a bit selfish or whatever. And then they realized the thing that they did was wrong. The problem is solved, and we learned a lesson, and we stated at the end. And that's why I was saying, like, the more episodes I watched, I was kind of like, 
well, yeah, I get it. Um, and it doesn't, that doesn't mean they're bad or samey or anything. I'm just like, I, I know what I'm getting into. Like, it's just, yeah, mm. you can put this, you can turn this on in, in front of some kids and just let it run. Uh, next up, I mean, we're going to talk about every episode of these oh, days. The Cutie Mark Crusaders. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're adorable, but Not if it takes annoying. Them six seasons to work their shit out. Yeah, no, it's really. Oh my gosh, it takes forever. And also, the cutie marks that they do get. We'll talk about this when it happens. But the cutie marks they get are fucking. No, there we go. That's my well, answer never, for the dumbest cutie marks. They'll never because I don't know what they are. So they look fucking well, awful. <laughs> don't say anything about them. They'll if you're like an avid fan of the show and watching it when they when it, as it comes out and you've been edged for six seasons. They're never gonna the, whatever the cutie marks are, they're never gonna be as good as what you want them to be. Because You're not wrong, but I still think just design wise, they're still. I say uh, as if I know anything about fucking design. <laughs> I just think color scheme wise doesn't suit it. Black, gross. Um, but I, I like that they. If they got, <laughs> here's something that I would think might work. Naruto kind of did something similar, which I think is fine. And I don't mean Boruto, I mean other things with, um... Hikamaru... What's his name? The... You don't know this. The, um... The grandson. Shikamaru... Not Shikamaru. Doesn't matter. Kid has all the qualities of kind of like what Naruto has. And it's just like... If their cutie marks sort of suggested that they would take over the roles of the people before them, I could sort of get on board a bit more. So, like, if it was something akin, like, like in another three seasons, the old guard might move out and they might move in, then I can kind of get on board. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Like, if Twilight Spark and all that fucked off to settle on a new planet and have lots of little pony babies together, these three could step up and maybe be the new elements of Harmony or, or whatever. Like, maybe they had jewel cutie marks or something. That'd be kind of sick, right? Um, that'd be cool. But otherwise, I, it's just, whatever it ends up going to be, it's just going to be like, well, I guess. Yeah, fair. Um, I mean, I find... Konohamaru them... was that kid's name. Sorry, I just remembered. I find them annoying as characters, but I think um, the purpose that they serve is really important. Because, um, again, at the end of the day, show's not for adults. It's for kids. And kids um, trying to figure out their identity... And, like, rushing into things is a common theme in all these Well, I also don't like the idea of that at all. I don't know if you want to get into that. What do you mean? They're trying to find out their identity. I don't like the idea... And this is what I've been railing against. Like, I don't like... I've talked to you about this before. Like, Disney adults. Like, making your personality a thing you're into. Like, I really like Berserk. It's my favourite piece of media of all time. I wear Berserk shirts. I have, like, posters on the wall. I have deluxe editions. It's not my personality, though. It's just, like, a thing I really care about. And I don't like... This has been happening more and more over the 2010s and to today, where people are just making the thing that they like just their personality. That's it. It's like, oh, cool, like, who are you? I'm, you know... Oh, I'm... I'm Max, and I really like Yu-Gi-Oh! And I'm like, oh, cool, what else? No, <laughs> you don't quite understand. I really like Yu-Gi-Oh! And I believe... I think we kind of talked about that in the collections episode yes i think my little pony kind of feeds into that a lot yeah your, your, your cutie marks literally your destiny and it and it, it, it is the only thing you care about applejack just likes running her fucking farm all right and so does macintosh like 
Applejack's a bit better about it than other ponies, but, like, my point stays true. And, I mean, the thing is, if this was a show for adults, like, I would be more kind of pushing with that, yes. Um, But because, like, at the end of the day, this is meant for kids that don't have that kind of high-concept-y shit about it. And, and, like, they're not meant to be that deep, and people have taken it that they are that deep, uh, which... Yeah, it's a problem. I just don't think it's a great message, but also, I don't really care. So, ultimately, it comes down to that. Like, Ariel has to change everything that she is to suit the man that she's into, and she doesn't even know him. It's not a good message. But ultimately, I don't care if it's not a good message. But I'm still going to point out it's not a good message. And there was even that episode that you showed me where the message that they... It was like... Oh, we'll get to that. It was like, don't believe in data. We'll get to that. (laughs) Yeah. Ultimately, I don't care, but it's still the wrong message. And if if we're to use the ex- excuse, um, sp- apologies for the strong language, but if we're going to use the excuse for, well, I mean, it's for kids, so who really cares, right? Then we have to say it about that episode too. Like, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, like, we have to apply it. You universally. make a fair point. Yeah. Um, I the the next season that we are about to watch for part two addresses a lot of this, but also I just. Cutie marks are not like. I think they're a great marketing tool. I think they're, they're, they're fantastic excellent at that. marketing tool. I think they're fantastic at that, and I also don't think there's anything wrong with it. But I'm not going to sit here and say that identifying completely with the thing that you're into and making that the entire person that you are is a good thing. But that's the thing. Even with these cutie marks, like most ponies don't like they. Yes, they do that, especially like early on, and obviously you know you got Applejack and shit. But like, just. Just because Rarity has, like, the gemstones on her thing and does a... Like, her whole life isn't about fucking gemstones. It's about building her fashion business and it's about um, having this life outside of her cutie mark. And, like... The entire struggle with the cutie mark crusaders, their entire struggle is they can't work out who they are, but they're looking in the wrong direction. Well, yeah, but that's the point of them. The point... It's, like... It should be the point for everyone. If in the end, and I don't know the conclusion to this, mm-hmm. if in the end they're rewarded by act- finally working out the thing that they're into is, and it defines their entire life and personality, I don't think it's the right answer. Very fair. I still think you have a slightly <laughs> wrong interpretation of Cutie Marks, but... I think you're using also things that happen way later in the show to justify all of the things before it. Not wrong. Not wrong at all. <laughs> Very true. And I, I, I don't know. I just, like, I kind of... On a personal note, I think if I was a pony, I would also be a blank flank at fucking 30 years old. So I kind of like that they're there. And I, I just... I'm really... And I'll say something. Yeah. If I was 30 in Pony World, I would hope that I would be a blank flank. Because, like, I'm not going to be defined by the thing that I'm into. I will not allow that to happen. I think I'm more varied than that. Fair enough. I think I've told you that story about that colleague. I don't have a problem with them. And I don't know if I want to even keep this in the podcast. I had this colleague back at Woolworths. And they introduced me to a new employee. A new colleague. They said, oh, hi. Uh, this is Joel. And he really likes video games. Yeah. And it's it has stuck with me. So this was like... It was before I went to America. So I was 24 or 23. So it's been a decade. That still pisses me off. Because even back then, I'm just like... Is that all you think of me? Like, I fucking play netball with you every week. Like, uh, there's so much more going on here. But that was like, 
She was just trying to be nice. I understand where it's coming from, but it, I found it insulting. Like, you're just going to sum me up just like that? Oh, okay, cool. There's a fan pony uh, that is like, I want to say maybe four years old that has a, a video game controller as his, as his mm-hmm. <laughs> cutie mark. And there was this beautiful animation that was done of it. I don't think I'll be able to find it because Hasbro fucking got rid of it. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 the whole time I was just like, video game cutie mark. Alright, biggest episode, elephant in the room, feeling pinky keen. The episode Um, that taught people (laughs) that you should just believe in God, maybe. Yeah, can I talk about this episode? Yeah, we are talking about it. So, like, Pinkie Pie has, like, she has, like, an intuition, I guess you would call it. Mm. And, like, when she acts, when she compulsively acts a certain way, something will happen. So if she shakes her hoof in a certain way... A rock will fall. Something will fall on top of somebody. Or if she wiggles her hair a certain way, it's going to rain. Plug in 30,000 different versions of this. They go on. My boobs can tell when it's raining. (laughs) Um, And the whole conflict in the episode is Twilight. It's just like, well... It doesn't, like... It doesn't matter if this thing is somewhat consistent we should still be skeptical of it and not just, like, completely rely on that. Or if we are going to rely on it, we can't, like, say what the cause is and we can't, like... Do you know what I mean? Mm. And then at the end, like, the lesson that she learns is, like, no, sometimes you just got to believe in shit. And it's like... No, I... I pulled... Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I pulled go. this out. This is the exact script. I'm happy to report that I now realize there are wonderful things in the world that you can't explain, but that doesn't necessarily make them any less true. It just means you have to choose to believe in them, and sometimes it takes a friend to show you the way. So, I, there is the, this is actually kind of true, and that's why I have a problem with it, because mm, this like, isn't for kids. Because, like, <laughs> gravity, we don't understand how gravity works. We, like, we know, like, you get a big mass together. And, like, a huge, and I mean a huge amount of mass, pulls things towards it in a vacuum. We get all of that, and we can measure the rate that it works. We can do amazing things, understanding gravity. We still have no idea why large masses of things pulls things in. But we can consistently test and measure gravity, and it's consistent in how it, should, um, how it works, right? So we totally believe gravity is a thing. We totally use it to our benefit. Um, but we don't understand how it works at all. So I guess if I'm to apply my, our understanding of gravity to that episode, that makes sense. Like what she's saying there is correct. I don't think a kid's understanding when they're watching the episode is going to be that. Mm. They're going to be thinking about that. They're going to be like, well, yeah, sometimes God's real, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Lauren Faust came out and said that she never really intended this message to be about religion. But obviously, like, everyone got fucking mad at this. Everyone was like, this is about religion. This is stupid. This is bad message. Well, any type of superstition. And then, Mm -hmm. like, that creates problems because then people will feed on people's superstitions to make money. Like, Mm -hmm. palm reading or tarot or or psychic (laughs) reading. Don't come at me. (laughs) Or psychic readings or or things like that. Um, It's that sort of messaging that gets people along those lines. Mm. I don't think there's anything necessary. just to be clear, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with palm readings or tarot or anything like that. It's like, it's exploited a lot to get money out of people. Um, and it's, it's messages like that, that get people in yeah. that direction a little bit. So it's not even specifically about religion or it, it guess it can be, but like, it also applies to a whole bunch of things. 
I can't find the article that I originally, like, read that quoted her, like, exact thoughts on this. But it seems the original message was supposed to be along the lines of just because you personally don't believe it, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Um, but, like, that's such a, uh, it's a hard concept to deliver on in a kid's show. To, to a kid, yeah, Yeah, absolutely. and then this, this that's more like a shit it. That's more of, like, a maybe young adult philosophy course type discussion. Not a kid's show discussion. I don't think so. Yeah, but. no, the, the episode was just a... a a disaster. <laughs> and it's one of the I was the just so surprised disasters. that Twilight yeah. was wrong in the end. Because I, I've seen this episode before. I've seen Lisa Simpson do... Like, I, I get it. Her, She's arrogant because she's intelligent. And then has to step back and, like, learns a lesson about social interactions with somebody else. But that's not what happened in this episode at all. And it's not just <laughs> that she's wrong. It's that she's actively punished for trying to study the thing like she gets... She gets hit with a fucking piano in, like, very... Oh, because she does piano in an anvil. And, like, she gets physically harmed in, like, a lot of the... While she's trying to observe this thing and, like, measure it. So the, the whole episode is, like, making fun of her for trying to, like, science it. And it's just... It's weird. Compared to the whole rest of the show, it's just a really weird blip. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Mm. Uh, next up, okay. we're going to... We're really going through all of them, aren't we? No, we're not really going through all of okay. <laughs> We're going to return to Harmony with Discord, because I have to talk about Discord, because Discord was the best villain until they uh, brought no. him back for, like, fucking anything. Oh, I thought you were going to go into his comments. F- fuck his comments. John Delancey's awesome, okay? I don't care. Uh, John Delancey's awesome, but he, yeah, he hates bronies, which is that, disappointing. That's, but That's disappointing, but fine. Really? Uh, anyone who would, like, hate on him, like, I know nothing about him personally, because I don't no personal things about actors and shows I like. But I'm not going to say he's not amazing in fucking Star Trek as Q. Um, what, what a great actor. And I think his voice performance in uh, My Little Pony is great too. Mm. It, it, just, it feels bad, man. It feels bad that like... Sure. He just did a... He was hired to do a role and he did it. And yeah. But like all these people really like you and your performance and they think you're great and you're just like, ugh, your bronies, gross. Like it just, uh, it's, it doesn't sit well with me. <laughs> but anyway, I love Discord. I love Discord so much. Return to Harmony part one and two are like one of my favorite arcs and I just wish that his whole reformation shit was delivered a lot better, but it wasn't. Hey, what was wrong with it? Uh, it just, it's, it's half assed. Again, I'm bringing... It's just like, oh, I'm good now. Yeah, it's just, oh, I'm good now because I made free... Yeah, exactly that. And then he goes... Surprise, he goes bad again towards the end of season four. And he learns his lesson harder. Yeah, um, but, like, he just kind of keep... Again, I'm bringing stuff from future. But, like, he just does that over and over again. And, it, like, it's, it's, it's just kind of shit. Well, what else do you do with him? I mean, honestly. Yeah, he's a... He's an agent of chaos, so yeah. like, what can you really do if he's not creating chaos, I guess? Well, they gave him all the good storylines in the comics, is what they did. <laughs> like, I cannot emphasize this enough. I have not exposed you to the comics, but the comics are so good. They are so excellent. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they gave him all the good storylines in that. So, eh, I guess. Um, Cantalot Wedding. The end of that season. Also my favorite arc. Because I love love. Oh, the disguised person. Yeah, Chrysalis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. I love it. It's my one of my favorite story arcs. And I guess you're just going to say the same thing that you did for the year. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, 
what's there really to say? <laughs> True. I don't know, like, girl pretends to be thing to marry in and become new queen. Twilight works out it's not the case, and then she gets rewarded by becoming a fucking... Well, I mean, it's, she wants to eat all of the love in Equestria, so... Who needs it? Let's be real. Um, well... They don't even love each other. These are sexless objects. Oh, he laughs so hard when they put the they have the wedding and they put the rings on the horns because they don't have hands. Shows so fucking stupid. <laughs> um, uh, I'm just bringing it up because I feel like this is the most like obvious we are a toy line thing in the show. Crystal Empire sucks. The whole Crystal Empire is awful. It only appears so that they released. And you like Crystal Empire Castle, and look at all these ponies in transparent molds, and like it feels like the most obvious cash grab, especially because the whole King Sombra thing with the villain, it doesn't sound good. It doesn't. Fit. It, I don't think it was well written. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. It was just a really boring two-parter. But anyway, um, and that whole season as well, I think, is one of the weaker ones because there's a there's an underlying story about the Equestria Games which is paid off really badly. Um, I really should have shown you this whole plot, I guess, but it, like, we're hyped up for these Equestria games the whole season. Yeah, they do one race. Well, no, there's... We missed a bit. Um, but it all climaxes with uh, a Spike story. And it's all about Spike, and he has to open the games, and he's super nervous, and then he saves the day. And it's it was just like, whoa, this was all for nothing? And, like, you, you get why... Because the next episode is Magical Mystery Cure, where, like, Twilight becomes a princess. Um, but, like, oh, it was just a really fucking disappointment. It was like... Uh, just let it be on the record. I hate how Twilight was fine how she was. And when she grew wings, it she became a worse character. And when she became a princess, she also became a worse character. It's just so they could no. sell a different version of the horse. No, I love her redesign. I love it. Although I do agree, like... She whines way too much about, I don't know what my job is as a princess. Like, it's pretty obvious to me. Well, if you're you're... Celestia, just fucking stand there. Yeah. Yeah. And just, ugh. I, it's, people went fucking mental about this redesign, and I was just like, get over it. Like, it looks great. This is gross for the character. Stop being such (laughs) tense about it. Imagine a literally appropriating another pony's race and calling that character growth. Oh, shit. No, we should... <laughs> Jesus Now God. I'm a magic and a winged pony. <laughs> <laughs> She's an al... <laughs> the first time... I even have a name for I it. was like, Crossbreeds. oh, they're an alicorn, and you were like, <laughs> I like alicorn. It's a nice word. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just class systems all the way down, isn't it? Um, I mean, we're only going to talk on this briefly because, like, we're both white. What are we going to say about it? But, uh, there's only one black pony in the whole show, or at least what they're guessing. There's a zebra, I guess. And there's a zebra. Uh, and... They're very African. I highly recommend reading Jen Blue's essay about it in her volume one because she talks way more about, like, what's problematic with Zakora. But, yeah, they kind of were just, like... Let's get everything we can from Africa. 
let's get all this African stuff and just shove it into one character. She's it's, got it's very voodoo. Mm, she's got the neck rings. She has the the wooden masks and like in the essay. Um, Jen talks about like how these are all actually from really different cultures. Like there's no there's no like Africa. It's mm-hmm. just, and Zakora she talks in rhymes, which is so fucking annoying. Yeah, I hate it's that. so. Oh well, I hate god. it when it comes up in anything, really. To yeah, be God, she's. Oh, and they just could have done so much with the character. Like, there's not a lot of plots in Generation Four about racism, unlike. Gen 5, where it's, like, the whole thing. Um, but they, they really could have fucking done something. <laughs> like... Well, this is what I'm talking about. If I was a pony born without magical powers and being able to fly, I think I'd, there'd be a little bit of genocide on the table. And, like, there are there are other cultures. Uh, like, there are some, like, Middle East, Asian um, ponies. Uh, but a lot of them are either, like, in the story for five seconds as, like, delegate or they're in the comics and it's just uh, ugh. I mean we could have had more it could have been great is what I'm saying could have been great we could have had more diversity but they didn't and that's how it is I guess so after magical mystery cure Twilight is a princess and they lose the elements but we watch six key episodes where they get the keys to open the box and it's weak opening but that whole season you you had to have been there. It was so hyped because we all found out really early that T Rex was coming back, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, T Rex is coming back!" All of the old fans were so it's excited. Like centaur thing, cool. the centaur thing, and yeah, fucking hyped. And then they do this epic, like pew pew magic battle because Twilight has to like hold all of the princess's powers and it's like it was so epic and so cool the payoff was so good man yeah it was kind of cool um yeah go sorry no that was that was all i just wanted to gush about it because it Mm -hmm. that i think like the next the following season is probably one of my favorites but like this climax of the season was the climax of the show Mm -hmm. it was so fucking cool i love when show show climaxes (laughs) No, stop! (laughs) Uh, Okay. And we're at the end. Uh, Oh, I completely forgot. Um, Somewhere along the line here, between... Equestria Girls. Girls. I debated watching Equestria Girls 2 before doing the podcast. Obviously, we're going to leave it. There's a second one? There's three, and we're going to watch all of them. um, Because it's way better. It gets way better. Um, But yeah, let's talk Equestria Girls. So, (laughs) listener, you haven't watched My Little Pony, right? But I think you get the idea. There's like horses and ponies and shit. But what if, and this is radical, what if instead of horse, teenage girl... Oh, and like... Maybe? So for starters, uh, the ages are a bit all over the place, but for the most part, like, Twilight of the gang are kind of like the adults in Ponyville, and so to correlate it with, like, teenage girl is kind of weird. I know why they did it, obviously, but it's kind of weird. (laughs) And also, they get to the human world... But everything still Suddenly has... their hormones turn the fuck on. No! Fuck. No, they do. Well, okay. They actually, fucking do, and I have a problem with it. I think we 
go through the same thing. You go, oh, hormones. I go, eh, and you go, oh, no, that actually happens. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that does actually yeah, happen. Yeah, they start being interested in boys, and they never were before. Mm, flash sentry. Um, and every, but everything still has horse names. Like, the school is called Cantalot High. Yeah, it's and- called a parallel universe. Did you never watch Steinscape? <laughs> but, like, even in a parallel universe, why is everything named after horses? We don't even see a real horse. We name things after horses. Yeah, but why are and people lions. so obsessed? <laughs> it's so oh, Like, I don't think they explicitly say their continent is Equestria, but it may as well be, and that's just weird. For humans to have so many horse-named things. Well, to be fair, they're hardly human. Like, they're, like, multicolored and shit. Yeah, they're fantasy human. <laughs> but, yeah, um, they have girl drama, and then they save the world. Yeah, no, God, um, oh, the plot is awful. The you know, writing, girl drama. Yeah, writing's awful, plot's awful, like, it's just, it's... The what is it? She get she's got this crown that has her element in it, um, and it goes it gets stolen by Sunset Shimmer, best pony. Um, she goes into this parallel human world. She chases after it. Oh no, the crown is being used uh, to give to Homecoming Queen. Oh, I guess we better win Homecoming. And then Sunset Shimmer's doing like mean girl bitch shit to stop her becoming Homecoming Queen. And then the end. With the power of friendship. With the power of friendship, they get the crown back and whatever. Um, And then Sunset Shimmer gets her own little, oh, I'm so sad. Maybe I'll be redeemed, though. I think I was looking, it was like the sixth episode we were watching. And I was looking up something about Twilight Sparkle. Because I was just like, oh, she sounds like someone else. And I was right, by the way. Mm -hmm. But I was scrolling through, like, you know, Twilight Sparkle Google. And I'm scrolling. And I see her as like a teenage girl. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And you go, no, you're not supposed to see that yet. And I'm just like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in the world. I tell you what, though, they are my favorite um, of the the toys that I collected, the Equestria Girl sets. The first run of dolls are really basic and kind of gross, but once you get to Rainbow Rocks and Friendship Games... So as long as um, they're not Bratz dolls, I'm fucking happy. They're definitely not Bratz dolls, but they are definitely not uh, properly proportioned. Um, but some of the outfits are really cool and just like, I, they're like my favorite of my collection. It's the Equestria Girls dolls. Mm-hmm. They're, oh, I just love them. Um, and I, I love Equestria Girls. I only made you watch the first movie because the next two are like well, 10 out of 10 top tier and frankly, this one is fucked. <laughs> frankly, I would have been disappointed if we didn't watch the first one. Because I saw Twilight Sparkle. Yeah. I, I need to know what's going on there. Uh, yeah, it's fucked. It's really fucked. And, um, we have to talk about... What are hands? Oh, because they use hoofs. I noticed something, uh, interesting, though. Man, they stand up, like, in the fourth season, especially. Yeah! Man, they start acting like humans more and more. Um, and you had some interesting thoughts on it. But I just... Brought up apropos of nothing. I was just like, man, they're really like standing up on their hind legs and like dancing and stuff a lot more. Uh, And I can't remember whether or not you had thought about that before. But I I hadn't. I'd never, never ever thought of it. The only character I'd thought about with that is Lyra Heartstrings. Oh, okay. Um, Because there's this whole brony obsession that she is obsessed with humans. And so... In all of her episodes, they, like, specifically make her act more human and, like, sit like a human instead. But, you know... I was noticing in the fourth... I kept pointing it out. 
we, we would watch an episode and point out like six or seven different times because in the first season they're just horses and it's kind of cool that they're just horses but then because it started to bother me because i was seeing it so much in the fourth season i'm seeing them do cartwheels and walk around and like clap their hoofs do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and like just do like human stuff i mean my my main theory is that it was to do with the bronies um, not, not cause they, like, they demanded it or anything, but because there was this, like, the obsession with anthropomorphizing and I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Just say it. We're going to have to talk about it. Uh, cause I'm about to ask it cause it's looking like we're going to, we're going to get there. We're going to, oh, cause it's looking like you were almost up. I was about to bring up 4chan. Like, so. no, we're going to, we're going to get okay, there. Okay. We're going to get there. Um, I just wanted to talk about the show before we, <laughs> okay. um, but anyway, yeah, I think that has, I, they're probably just. To me, that has to do probably a lot with bronies and, like, the fans and, like... But also, um, and this just occurred to me, it might have also been to do with the animation quality getting better. Um, and they, they just, sure, like, wanted nice. the rig to do more things. I, I guess. Don't I don't know. Don't know. I felt with the sort of Flash-style animation they had at the start, they could still express the ponies perfectly well. Mm. You were a lot more obsessed with, like, the animation changes. Because, for me, like, I've watched... Well, they start showing horse butt a lot. No, I'm serious. Because I kept pointing... I don't even remember. I kept pointing it out. I'm just like, check out that one's ass. They were doing it a lot. They do the thing where, like, the pony would walk and the, the different cheeks of the rump would fucking go up and down. And I'm just like, what's going... What's happening here? What's going on? I definitely don't think that was to do with Brody's, but that's funny. I'm just noticing something that I noticed. I mean, I was more pointing at, like, I always watch this, with the exception of watching with you, I always watch this from beginning to end without, like, skipping. So, for me, the transition is really smooth and I, like, don't notice it at all. But you noticed it right away because we were kind of skipping shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Also, I have no affiliation to it, so... Yeah, that too. Affiliation. Because Philly is a, a, a little... A Philly is a horse. I didn't ever heard that word before. <laughs> when I was just a... They say it in the show all the time. If you think I remember anything about this show. That's that's cute. <laughs> um, but no, what? going back, rewind a little. Um, it's really funny in Equestria Girls that they, they make a point at the end that Rainbow Dash asks, what are hands? Because they say... They switch between, for starters, saying some pony, somebody, yeah, every pony, everyone. They fuck yeah. up sometimes. Um, but also, they have said in the show in the past, can you give me a hand? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just really funny. Big meme for your community. Big meme for the community. Oh, fuck. We well, completely forgot. I'm only going to touch on it for a bit because, again, this is what got me into the whole thing in the first place. The derpy controversy. Oh. I, we watched I think the this is such a like, nothing It is such a... Oh, it's such a nothing issue, but it it was huge. Got everybody up in arms. So I don't like, for starters, I don't like the name Derpy Hooves. I think that's stupid. I prefer her original name, Ditsy Doo. Sure. Um, but wait, her no, new name's Derpy. Yeah, her new name. <laughs> I I don't have a problem with it, but it's funny that they switched it from Ditsy to Derpy, and I would have thought that it would go... If you, if you said, hey, there's a controversy, and they, a name was changed, and it was Ditsy and Derpy, which one do you... What did it get changed from and to? I would have said it would go from Derpy to Ditsy. Are you for real? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think 
think a marketing executive would have looked at a character and wanted to call them derpy because I think that's a that's a PR nightmare, which it was. It was oh a PR nightmare. God. Um, so Ditsy Do, who I will refer to by her real name, uh, is a pony that had an animation error error in the first episode that made her eyes like wonky. One looked up, one looked down, um, and the fans fucking frothed over that. It was incredible. Um, so yeah, anyway, there was this controversy because they finally gave her a speaking role, um, where they officially refer to her as, hey, Derpy, blah. And then Derpy goes, I just don't know what went wrong. And so <laughs> people, for starters, complained about Derpy because, uh, like, I'll Derpy is a slur. I and, don't think yeah. it's a slur, but go on. I don't know how I feel about it, but I'm going to, I'm going to stick on. I like Ditsy do better. Um, so it was the derpy, derpy name. And also the fact that they use this voice because it, <laughs> we all know why. Yeah, we all know why. Um, so eventually they, they basically scrubbed it. They re recorded it. So it's Ditsy. And then they gave her a nicer little feminine voice. And yeah, it was like fucking two Wait, seconds. so then it was Ditsy. So it did get changed to Ditsy. No, it got changed back to Ditsy. Oh, so they went twice. Yeah, so they changed it to Derpy for this thing. And then they changed it back to Ditsy <laughs> um, to appease the censor, I guess. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was this huge thing. Because we had one side being like, keep it as Derpy. I don't know what these woke liberals are talking about and then we had the other side being like this is really offensive please don't do this can i do my ditzy impression yes up yours woke moralists <laughs> we'll see who cancels who <laughs> oh yeah so that happened whatever it was a thing i really like ditzy do though i have a plush of her in my collection i don't know they come up like three times and talk once uh, they have a big, in the Slice of Life episode, which is like the fan service, she gets this huge speaking role and it's cute. Um, but anyway, that that is a thing. <sighs> Alright, uh, so we, we, we're halfway through the show. Do you think that we, do you think that we went through it well? Did you like the episodes I picked? What do you think of the quality? Besides like the meta conversation with how we approached it? Um... Yeah, I'm just going to be really disappointing here. Like, I get it. That's what, yeah. like, I'm saying a lot without really saying much. The show just kind of is what it is. And, like, I love how passionate you get about, like, the story arc that goes on. Like, this season we're dealing with T-Rex or Discord or some stupid wedding. I like how passionate you get about that. Um, it's like, oh, man, the Cell Saga is so good in Dragon Ball Z. You know what I mean? Um, but... My engagement with the show was, and I believe I, we, we had a, we had a mini podcast a couple of months ago on the couch where we talked about the show. And I guess my like takeaway was, I think the show is good. Um, it's done incredibly well. It's like the top of the line of the genre of what it is. And that's all I really have to say about it. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I don't really have much more to say. It just, it is what it is. I don't aspire. I don't especially... How can I say this without it being misinterpreted? I don't care about it. Right? Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean I dislike it. And it also doesn't mean it's... I think it's bad. And it doesn't... Yeah, it doesn't mean I also don't dislike it. It's just... Yeah, I don't care. And, um... 
That doesn't mean that I don't want to do a part two on it. I'm interested in seeing the rest. Don't take my statement of I don't care. Because sometimes I use I don't care and I have to immediately clar clarify. Like, oh, Joe, I did this thing. Not you specifically. Mm. And not about any particular thing. But I'm just making an example. Oh, Joe, I did this thing. And I said, oh, like, that might affect you. And I go, I don't care. And it just literally means that. Oh, I don't care. But it doesn't mean I don't care about the person's feelings or how they're interacting with the thing or whatever. It's just like, about the thing itself, I just, I'm ambivalent. I just really don't, I don't really care. I don't really care. And I guess that's how I feel about My Little Pony. My buy-in is pretty small, but that doesn't talk about the quality of the thing it is. And I think other parts of it are deeply funny. Very good and concise answer. I don't think it was concise. I think I rambled. <laughs> um, you've already maybe talked about this, but who do you think is best pony? It's probably Rainbow Dash. Really? Not the answer I expected. Oh, the I play up the Fluttershy thing a little bit. It's either Rainbow Dash or Twilight Sparkle. I mean, they have the most going on. Um, the others are all a bit too two-dimensional. Twilight Sparkle obviously has more going on, but that's like the point of her character. So it's like hard to like praise her for that. And then I think out of the rest, I think Rainbow Dash genuinely has pretty varied centered episodes and actual differences in personality and stuff like that, so. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Best Pony is Sunset Shimmer. Just oh, because. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, but then if, if, um, I, if it's not one of the main six, it's fucking Luna or whatever. Yeah, no, Luna's great. Definitely. It would be Luna if Sunset Shimmer didn't exist. Also, I really like Rarity specifically because... Um, she's British. No, it's because there's this idea that... I don't think she's British. I mean, it's less pervasive now because, like, we're a lot more flexible with gender norms and shit. But, like, there's this idea that feminists are not... Like, they're not they're not women. They're not fem... And, like, Rarity is a really good character. Oh, I have no idea what you just meant or said. Maybe it's not as fair. There's just, just this idea that, like... Being typically female, see my quotation marks, and liking typically female stuff, like, makes you weak, or is not feminist, or is, like, not, it's not cool anymore. But, like, I love Rarity because she's a strong, independent businesswoman who is also typically feminine and loves fashion and makeup and all of this shit. And I just, like... I want to be Rarity. I love her so much. And mm -hmm. I, I like that she's a great character that also really embraces this. Like, you find them empowering. Yeah. And it's a, it's another one of the, it dates back to all this gender toy marketing and like um, stuff little girls like is shit. But Rarity is like, no, nah, it's not shit. And also, yeah, it's empowering. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm a bad bitch. Like, I love her. And I just, yeah, I really like that. That's cool. Yeah. I, I hope I, like, again, this is, yeah, it's hard to talk about because gender norms have changed a lot in these past few years. And, like, I just wanted to clarify again all this gendered language. Like, we kind of, it's hard I think to you're thinking about it too much. I am probably, yes. I, speaking of rarity and oh, um, yeah. them being empowered, we should definitely transition to sexualizing the fuck out of these ponies. 
Well, how about... I've still got a little bit to go? Okay. Well, no, I was going to say, how about we talk about the bronies? Because you can't talk about sexualizing the ponies without talking about the bronies. Well, I mean, that was was my point. Yeah. A little glass of water, please. A fresh-pressed hanky if I sneeze. Some tea with honey from the bees. Whenever you can brew it. I'll get your tea. And while I get a little rest, a teeny tiny small request, some codfish oil for my chest, poured from a crystal cruet. A crystal cruet? My goodness, I'm a nincompoop because I fear I got the croup. I need a vat of pumpkin soup and skulls made out of zinnias. Did I say zinnias? I meant silk or something shiny of that ilk. And then I'll need some nice warm milk and pastry from that zinnia. Alright, so... Fucking... Bronies. For those who don't know... Bronies are typically male, um, and teen, like older teen to adult fans of My Little Pony. Um, the definition has changed to be more gender inclusive. Like a lot of like women identify as brony, but like it's a bunch of dudes who like like the show ironically, but then turned out that they liked it un- unironically. Yeah, and you also have Pegasus sisters, but like who. The news didn't write articles about Pegasisters. They wrote it about bronies and how fucking weird bronies are because they like a girl's show. Whatever. So, supposedly, allegedly, uh, bronies began on 4chan, more specifically, after a particular article called The End of the Creator-Driven Era in TV Animation by Amid Amidi was posted on the forums. um, And users were like, let's go watch his show, ironically. Well, uh, and then they unironically to, loved it. Well, yeah, just to speak about 4chan and, like, the B-board, I guess. Mm. Um, I have a very edgy past. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, no, it was common you would see things, like, 4chan were kind of known for, like, brigading certain things. Like, they would, like, overflow small websites, not through DDoSing, just by literal humans, if you know what DDoSing is, like direct denials of services. It's programs you can use to bombard or ping a server so many times that it can't accept anymore. But they would do that without using tools. They would just go do it. Um, just trolling a bunch of things. They would, like, would. I say would. Um, like, other things. It's like, oh, I found out a way that you could tap into, like, people's webcams on their laptops or whatever and, and just go fuck with people. Um, so, like, somebody would post something like an article like you just suggested, but the, the culture of the boards was to then go as a group and, like, do a counter thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Just to put it in the... Put the culture of mm. it there and see... <laughs> So, so you, you, you've got this weird thing. I'm saying this, is, this was common. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying, yeah. So you've got this weird thing where you have a website that's notorious for hosting uh, misogynistic, angry trolls. Uh, <laughs> we could have a whole episode about this. Yeah, we should. I it, really would love to. It, it, I'll say a couple of things. A lot of it's ironic, but the problem... And I think that's fine, by the way. But the problem is, like... If you have, say, like a subreddit, and it's the point of it is to be satire and irony, but then it attracts a whole bunch of people that are actually the thing that you're satirizing, and you're just surrounded by them, then it's no longer satirical. It is just that thing. Mm. So if you make a subreddit that's like, I hate redheads, and all the posts are just like, man, they have no souls, and you know, this and that, and all the typical things, and then you just slowly over time 
was surrounded by people that legitimately hated redheads. I'm obviously using a very silly mm-hmm. example for this. Um, that's where it becomes a problem. And the problem with 4chan is because everyone's anonymous. Um, you just can't really tell. And if you mm-hmm. can't tell, it's just the thing. But to say that... I just want to push back a bit on this slightly. Because you're not wrong with his statement. But to say that, like, oh, it's a misogynistic or, like, racist this or, or that... You're not wrong, but like, and it's hard to sift through, but like back in my teens, when you're spending years on there, um, oh, by the way, I'm the ultimate lurker. I'm still the ultimate lurker, not for 4chan, but other things. I don't post anywhere, uh, at all, but, um, I don't know how else to say this. A lot of it not is actually- Not all 4chaners. No, no, no. <laughs> no, like, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> like a lot of it is just like satire. Mm. Like someone would post like a picture- <laughs> Someone like posted a picture of like a black dude eating watermelon or whatever, and it's just like a whole bunch of replies to it would be kind of crass. But like the point of it was to show how stupid that sort of racism was. The problem was over the next 10 years, people were doing that unironically, right? Mm. Um, but yeah, so while, yeah, there are, there's reasons I, I, I stopped going on 4chan when I was like 19 or something. But, like, sometimes I don't like the way... Like, it's hard to describe what the culture of it actually is. Sometimes I don't like that it's just presented, no, this place is just, like, a racist hellhole. It's just like, ah, kind of, but also kind of not really. And there's no way to really express that to somebody. Well, this is what I mean by, like, they're notorious for... Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure, not all 4chan, like, yeah. But, like, in the media's eyes, this site is known for being misogynistic angry insults mm-hmm. like that's just the thing yeah, and, and there are a lot of misogynistic yeah and i'm kind there. of saying that's that's kind of not the thing but it's kind but of not yes. the thing but it kind of is yeah yeah but anyway so you get the the site known for this shit um and then you get these these men going against these gender norms by watching a show for little girls who obviously have shit taste um and then you've got like geek culture and this whole like my identity is tied to this fandom being a thing and being really important. And you get this, like, weird, stereotypical sense of what a brony is. This is where the picture of that, like, neckbeard in the fedora with the fucking Rainbow Dash t-shirt sort of Mm -hmm. comes together. That is not what all bronies are. Like... I, I, th- I mean, I, they can I would say that initially same. that's probably exactly what they were. Probably, yeah. Right, but, like, but... now, not really. Um, and I think... I think bronies are really just... Like, every fucking fandom has bronies. Every fandom has a toxic element. It's, it's really just that it, My Little Pony came out at this specific time in history and it was girls... Boys watching girl show. And the media was like... Ooh, that's fucking weird. That's not normal. And so that's why it became this huge thing. But, like, bronies are no... They're no different to any other fucking toxic element in a fandom. Mm. And I'm so sick of fucking hearing about them. Bronies aren't fucking special. Mm. (sighs) But it became... just because it's about the thing you care about. It just became a huge thing. And, like, bronies historically did... Especially in the early days, did a lot of really good work with, like, charity. And, like, getting getting all that shit to go. So, yeah. I just, I think we really hadn't wrapped our head around boys can like pink and horses as well when it came out. 
but now we kind of have a bit more. <laughs> um, so I don't, like, it's really, it wouldn't have been a big deal. I don't think it would have been a big deal. If My Little Pony had come out, you know, a decade later, people wouldn't have given a shit about it because something else would have probably done it first anyway. <sighs> but I fucking hate bro. I okay. just, I just fucking, because again, yeah, I, I just it, wanted to talk about the sexualization. Well, of yeah, now we get into it because <laughs> one of the big reasons people hated bronies was because they bought in this this big. I have bad news for thing. you. Julia. Yeah, it doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. It's always going to get sexualized. Yeah, no, you're right. It's rule thirty four. Yeah, um, which also comes from uh, 4chan, by the way. That's yeah. a... but like, it became especially problematic. I remember um, back on Tumblr. Uh, there was this huge campaign. I can't remember exactly what it was called, but the point was for every month, uh, people would go, would like Google Fluttershy on Google and pull up images, and then they go through and flag every picture that was like a sexualized because you know people were just posting and posting and posting pictures sexualizing these characters and not tagging it as like not safe for work. So children. Mm-hmm would like look up their favorite character and then they'd see Fluttershy with a massive 12 inch cock and like... And while I agree with you, that's probably not a good thing. I got some bad news for you. They're seeing 12 inch cocks all yeah, over the place. I know, but it was just in such a no, volume... No, I'm not arguing and, against yeah. you. I'm just like, no, that's probably not a good thing. But also, they're seeing 12 inch cocks. It kind of sucks, but the internet is an interesting place. Yeah, and like... Oh, Bronies got so fucking mad if you came at, like, please be a bit more careful when you're drawing sexualized pictures of these underage ponies. They'd be like, I can do whatever the fuck I want because I deserve to be able to have sex with... But also, the... but also they kind of can. I mean, yeah, they can. But uh, I don't know. It was a very morally grey. Okay. And it... look, I'm not going to lie. I've looked. I've looked at, I, when Equestria After Dark was a thing, occasionally I would go browse just to see what the fuck was going on. I've seen copious amounts of all sorts of, I mean, I'm subscribed to Rule 34 and, um, on Reddit. I've seen, <laughs> it doesn't matter what the, the media is. I've seen porn of it, but mm. like, hey, you see some fucking amazing, like legitimately, I'm not saying, I'm not like, oh, I read Suicide Girls for the articles. I mean it legitimately. You see some fucking good ass art. Oh god, <laughs> one of my favourite things that I've ever seen uh, was an eBay listing for a Twilight Sparkle plush. Uh, it was life-sized, and it had specific holes mm-hmm. that you could put your favourite thing. But also, it had like a, a, a chip in it, and you slapped the rump, and it made a witch. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it was pretty... I, was... I couldn't, I couldn't. They did a Fluttershy one, too. But I'm guessing <laughs> I bought that for your birthday. But I'm guessing they ran into problems where you would go to some sort of convention. Yeah. And then you would see a whole bunch of people selling because the people who buy things at conventions are adults. So you I guess you would see a whole bunch of people selling like body pillows sexually suggestive but maybe not even explicit, but then sometimes explicit, like body pillows and stuff like that. Mm. And then like I could I could see questions for this. It's just like, is this really something that should be sold? In, like, a public convention. Yeah. And the answer's probably no to that. Yeah. yeah. One of the main... One of the main arguments for this whole thing is that, again, like, in the show, 
the main six are kind of considered adults. But, like, this stuff was happening with the Cutie Mark Crusaders, which are very explicitly underage. Um, and just, yeah, all this weird shit. I should have realized I was asexual when I was super uncomfortable with all this happening in the first place. But, yeah, it's it's so weird. It's we And it's really disappointing that bronies get associated. Like, you say brony and people immediately think you have sex with ponies. You want to fuck ponies. But, like... The brony community, when it came to art, like, there was this massive music scene, dubstep, specifically, and, like, huge music scene. I made you watch this fan animation, which was fucking gorgeous, um, especially for the time. The song was okay. The, so- the song was... The animation was good. The fucking song was right. incredible. The song was okay. Operatic. Um, like, the, the community created a lot of incredible art. Um, and then all everyone talks about is, you know, this, I mean, it wasn't really a minority, but all these people who did like sexy art, it was, ugh, it's deeply frustrating. I mean, I don't have much else to say on it, except I think it's really disappointing. And I think it was really shit. And that was all the media wanted to hear about. It was these like perverted adults who watch kids programs so they can imagine touching kids. Like, ugh. I don't know it. I don't know how you square that last circle, but <laughs> I mean, conservative people were all over it. Um, oh, if you mean like fear mongering, sure. Yeah, lots of. I thought fear-mongering. you meant. I thought you meant that seriously. Yeah. Uh, no, I meant you know, yeah, fear mongering, okay, yeah. and also like, oh god, I so vividly remember. Oh, I remember. I was going to say, like, and I'm not going to fucking forget it, so I'm saying it now. Um, Jennifer Nicholson does a r- really good video on this. Yes, yes, she does. The history of, of ponies order. And she was really popular um, for ages because she does a series well, called Well, even French in that video, yeah, she talks about how she, nobody knew, but she was like a major contributor mm. to that sort of stuff. No, I like, I haven't seen all her videos, but I, I've seen a bunch of them. And no, I really like her stuff that she puts out. And yeah, I learned a lot about stuff about this mm. from watching that video of hers. Yeah, highly recommend. It's great. Um, no, the story I was going to tell. And this isn't specifically tied to like the sexualization shit, but um, uh, I went to see the the My Little Pony movie when it came out for this generation uh, by myself, and I wore like a subtle uh, t shirt. It says straight out of Equestria. Mm. Um, like cringe. Yeah, cringe. cringe. I had my pony shit out, Uh, but anyway, I'm in the cinema and I'm sitting in my own little row, and this kid comes to sit next to me, uh, and then her grandma or you know whatever comes up does like the up and down of me and it's like let's go sit somewhere else <laughs> and i just oh. felt fucking garbage for a second and no it's not really about me but i just feel like the the stink of bronies follows me everywhere whenever i talk about how much i love this show and it it is uncomfortable <laughs> okay but yeah an interesting not unique per se but it uh, manifested in a new, unique way uh, to do with this property that you care about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. And um, I thought I'd go through... I couldn't find a really exhaustive list, but I'm going to go through some of the uh, interesting controversies that happened with bronies. Uh, first off, we have Down With Molestia. That's pretty funny. <laughs> 
So it was, you know what Ask blogs are sure. on Tumblr? So they're blogs that um, you play a character and people ask questions and you answer those characters. And there was this one character called Molestia, who was Princess Celestia. And as the name suggests, she really loved to molest and rape the main six and various other characters. I don't know. I never read the blog, mm. but like that was the gist. Um, and then we had this other blog run by this like teenager uh, who was like, this is kind of fucked up. Um, can we petition to get this taken down? Um, and then it launched this full out war of like between the tumblers and people were sending. So glad I never came around Tumblr. <laughs> people were sending shit. death threats to this girl about shutting down their precious molestia blog. And I did eventually go down, but like, it was really fucked up. Okay. It was so fucked up. Um, you heard me giggling the fuck out of this the other day. Um, for anyone who hasn't heard of Tulpas, imagine you're trying to create an independent imaginary friend in your head who, like, thinks independently. You're, but you're trying to, I've heard it described as you're trying to manufacture schizophrenia, which I don't know if I agree with the wording, but, like, it is not, it's, it's really not cool. I don't, I don't, re- anyway, this guy invented a Pinkie Pie Tulpa that he wanted to fuck, but it was, he does this whole, four, there's a whole 4chan thread about it. Um, he describes it as deformed and missing eyes and screaming at him and it becomes like really creepy pastry. And then right at the end, he slips in that, um, this, this tulpa is bleeding and like, blood is my fetish. I'll just put a blindfold on and fuck her and like pretend it's not happening. And it was just really, right. <laughs> it was really weird and fucked up. <laughs> just, that was a viral thing. Okay. Um, oh, if you search brony controversy, this is one of the first things that comes up. There were a lot of Nazis. <laughs> And they did a lot of, like, Nazi pony artwork, which is, it's just kind of a joke. There's Nazis everywhere, but it became, like, a, a big thing that there were Nazi bronies. Uh, um, there, there's this whole meme of, like, the show teaches you to love and tolerate. And so a lot of bronies in arguments would be like, well, you have to love and tolerate me, therefore I can get away with anything. And it was the same for all of this shit. They would be like, love and tolerate. It's fucking intolerable. Uh, and then the one thing that I can never fucking get away from because it follows me into craft groups and into... I, I'm in this group called, um, if you make this an earring, a lesbian will buy it. And it made it into this group several times. And I'm like, how? It's the jar. Oh, it's the yeah. fucking jar. I don't remember exactly how this. I've never seen the original, but some guy gets a Rainbow Dash doll, puts it in a jar, and fills it with cum, and then he leaves it on his radiator and like boils Rainbow Dash in this cum, and it's a it's it's a cum jar. It's a cum jar full of cum, <laughs> and just Rainbow. And I hate it. I hate it so much. And it's been memed all over the internet. Should uh, pick a new interest. <laughs> <laughs> there are days there are days I want to I feel like oh it, it sucks it's it so worked. gross it worked oh I'm so happy you're back to normal now we need your help
So, um, you're not so into Gen 5? No, but I'm saving that. I'm gonna save that and a lot more brony stuff because there's there's this whole analysis community that Jenny Nichols kind of sits in. Uh, but I have to leave that for another time because otherwise this will go for so long. Okay. Um, I'm gonna talk about that in part two. What's the point of doing a part? Yeah. Like a two-parter? I think it was a good decision. And I'm gonna talk about Gen 5 in that part as well because yes I've watched it all I'm up to date uh it is I can't tell whether my nostalgia nostalgia goggles are on and I think it's bad because it's not gen 4 but it is just also not good okay I don't know I, ca I can't tell where my bias begins and ends with it so we'll see mm -hmm. I suppose um I guess I have one last question and that is do you think uh, if My Little Pony was released today, there would have been any of this, like, bronies or, like, the popularity? Do you think it would have just faded into obscurity? Um, probably, yeah, it would have faded into obscurity. The, 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 the reason it came out, like, it's a very interesting point in time because the thing you're describing happened with other things as well and probably like things that you're not aware of and there's going to be things that you're aware of that i'm not aware of but like the internet and media as a whole the landscape of that was just a completely different beast right so the necessary conditions for something like that to go as viral as it did um was apparent more or less at that time or still in the 90s that sort of thing so yeah, I think it would just be another show today, for, probably, yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. I think... The, but you, you needed that to happen yeah, for that to just be another show now. My Does Little Pony walked, so that stuff like the Shira reboot, Steven Universe, all of those shows could run. Like, it, it, set, it set this precedent, for starters, that girls' media didn't have to be just shit. And then it was like... Um, Children's media doesn't have to be shit because all these adults are into it. And it, it changed... I don't know how much it changed the whole, like, adults watching this stuff with their kids, but I feel uh, like... It, like, it's yeah. already happening. Like, this it is has already, already happened. Yeah. The, the, I was trying to talk to you about this when we had our little mini podcast. Like, it's already it was already happening with Spongebob. It's already happening with other things. It's just, like, you were focused... At, like, because you're not wrong. Mm. You're just focused more on this thing because it's the thing you're interacting with and know about. And for other people, it was happening simultaneously with other things. Yeah. And that's the point I was trying to get across to you. And your pushback was, no, this one's more important. Um, and I was trying to say, it probably is really important, but there's other really important ones too. And that's kind of where our conversation spiralled. Mm. Yeah. And I definitely, I more agree now, especially having done all this fucking research for it. <laughs> um, yeah, no. It, it was part of this building base that set a precedent for cartoons to come. I think it had to happen. And I'm glad, I'm really glad that Lauren Faust was at the head of it because, again, she's a brilliant creator. Um, she was involved in so much. Oh, and I 
completely forgot to talk about uh, Twilight is voiced by Tara Strong, mm-hmm. who voiced every fucking character. She's a very you famous voice up. actor. Yeah, yeah. she's, uh, what is it? Tommy from Rugrats. She's the Jennifer Hale of mm-hmm. video games, if that makes sense. It probably doesn't make sense to you, but if there's any video gamers in the, in the audience, Tara Strong is to animation voice acting that Jennifer Hale is to video game mm. voice acting. Um, yeah, she's, she's in just fucking everything. Um, and the, everyone involved did a brilliant job. I get why no one cares about it anymore. <laughs> Cause it's cares not, about what? cares about my little pony because like we've moved on to better shit, mm-hmm. but like it was great at the time. Sure. Yeah. And it, it is still like replay value. I love it now. It's still pretty great. I'm gonna... And you'll continue to watch it in the future. I'm really glad that you're so passionate about something. I didn't... Again, I was so over it. I forgot how much I fucking loved it. (laughs) And why I started collecting in the first place. So I'm really glad that it happened. Uh, I didn't think of a rating system. Oh, clops. How many clops out of ten? Absolutely not. (laughs) I mean, kitty marks. It's so easy. Just pick a thing. Joel, out of ten, friendship X marketers. That is such a <laughs> dumb rating system. <laughs> how do you rate this? Sh- how do you rate? Sorry, not how you rate a show. How do you rate the first part? Okay. How do you I, rate up to? Can I give four? it two ratings? Can I give my personal rating and then like it as a show? Okay, sure. Uh, my personal rating is like a six point five. Um, again, I don't like hate it. I don't, like, love it either. It just is. <laughs> I feel like I understand the show. Yeah, I, I, I honestly feel like, for me, I watch 10 episodes and I know exactly what the next 40 will be. All you need to do is plug... All I need to... And I, I think this was happening. I was just like, what's the conflict in this one? And you say, well, this is a conflict. I'm like, oh, okay, I know, how the, I know the episode now. Mm. Um, but as a show, I mean, it's extremely well done. I'd give it an 8. But I, I, don't, I didn't want to give it an 8 because I don't care about it like an 8. But I'm not going to insult it by giving it a 6.5. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, I'm going to give it an 8. Um, obviously, I have a lot of personal... <laughs> I'm so surprised you're not giving it a 10. No. Well, it's not perfect. That's the thing. Um, well, and... We're never going to find perfect. That 10 has to exist on your rating scale. If I, if if I'm... I will give a 10 out. It's hard to do it, though. But if we're going to say something's perfect, it will never. nothing will ever be a 10. No, true. But, I mean, the... The flaws that it does have are really noticeable to me. Um, and there are shows that I like a lot. There are shows I like a lot more than My Little Pony. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much I cry over Shira every time I watch it? But My Little Pony it's, is his just... His name's pronounced Shiro. <laughs> every single time somebody asks me what what's his name is, I say Shiro. And, you go, and they say, the, every time, Shira? <laughs> no. Shiro. Cute. Um, but, like... It has a special place in my heart because of the rewatching that fucking 80s tape over and over again. Um, and just this collecty thing and, you know, I, I can't in my heart give it a 10, but it, it will be like, it will be a 10 sort of in my life, mm-hmm. maybe, if that makes any sense. Sure. Um, also, like, I think this season is a lot... These four seasons are probably the strongest. The next one is probably where it peaks for me, but, like, really strong seasons. Uh, Really good establishment of the universe. Uh, So, yeah, I'm going to put it there. Also, like, the blatant cash grabs for some of the episodes. 
take the rating down a little. I'll also knock it down four points on both scales because they turn Twilight Sparkle into a princess. <laughs> An alicorn! That's fucking stupid. <laughs> cool. And we're done for now. If you'd like to uh, tell us your opinions about My Little Pony and who is Best Pony, or you would like to send in your own little nomination or something. Yeah, if you have like. any really good Fluttershy images to send me, <laughs> you can send it to Jelly Jam Spam podcast at gmail.com that's uh jelly jam spam podcast at gmail.com and now it's time for nominations nomination time somehow it took us months to do this one but we've actually already done the next one yeah no we are <laughs> we're pretty all prepared um i remembered this movie from watching as a kid and we'll talk about it on the episode but i thought oh, i'll watch it on a whim I invited you and Megan to watch it with me because I didn't think anybody would have heard of it before. Mm. And it is... Paper House. Ooh. Not Paper Towns? No, it's Paper House. <laughs> um, girl draws a picture and dreams about it. That's, that's your logline for the film. Um, super easy watch, very memeable, and uh, yeah, actually, spoiler alert, we've already watched it, so <laughs> I can't yeah, say no. much more, because I'll be taking away from the episode. Uh, depending on how long we record it, I might read the book, uh, mm -hmm. but it will depend on how much time we have, because we neither of us have fucking free time anymore, what's mm -hmm. that? Um, but yeah, I, like, I kind of enjoyed well, it, but I had no context for it, so it'll be interesting to explore. Yeah, mm. and that's that. Next time on Jelly Jan's Pam, Julia draws a 12-inch dildo on a house and dreams about it. boy yang 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 <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> See you next time. See ya. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> time has come to welcome spring and all things warm and green. But it's also time to say goodbye. It's winter we must clean. How can I help? I'm new, you see. What does every pony do? How do I fit in without magic? I haven't got a clue. Winter wrap up, winter wrap up. Let's finish our holiday cheer. Winter wrap up, winter wrap up. Cause tomorrow spring is here. Cause tomorrow spring is here. Bringing home the southern birds. A Pegasus job begins. And clearing all the gloomy skies. To let the sun shine in. We move the clouds and we melt the white snow. When the sun comes up, it's warmth and beauty will flow. Winter wrap up, winter wrap up. Let's finish our holiday cheer. Winter wrap up, winter wrap up. Cause tomorrow spring is here. Um, why is Rainbow Dash gay then? Well, that's the thing. No, there is no evidence that any of them are either gay or straight. Well, okay, I take that back. Rarity clearly has crushes on male ponies, but... No, she's attracted to... No, 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 no. There no, are no, no, episodes no. where she explicitly... Mm, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. Okay. She just likes how beautiful they are. Mm, no, she likes that they're smart. Like, there's episodes that we haven't watched yet where she, like... But anyway, point being, um, so she's obviously attracted to men, but... They never explicitly state she's not bi. 
Um, That's like saying, can I move a rook in a diagonal on a chessboard? And it's just like, well, they don't say you can't do that. That's well, no, dumb. But like, no, you, that's, you can't prove a negative. Right. Whatever, you can't... But that's what I'm saying. You can't prove that, that any of the That doesn't mean it's true, though. No, I'm saying you can't prove that any of the ponies are any sexuality. I would, and I wouldn't want to. Because they don't fucking to. talk about it. And I wouldn't want yeah, to Yeah, but, like, these fucking... Ooh, look at me. I'm a, I'm a f- third-wave feminist. I'm going to be like... Fucking Rainbow Dash is the only... Is the lesbian... Like, no. No. That's stupid. Just let the ponies be ponies. Let the ponies be ponies. Exactly. There's a reason that there's no um, romantic relationships talked about throughout the whole show and it's because it doesn't fucking matter <laughs> uh anyway kind of problematic that there's no asian ponies though it's a joke i'll also <laughs> say that um fuck hold on hold it's just like pretty much a speed demon and you're fucking loyal to the thing Fuck to me. I was going to say something about Rainbow Dash. And it's, oh! I only said the 12-inch dildo because you talked about the 12-inch cock, of course. I wasn't trying to make anything suggestive about you. Right? Jesus Christ. Alright, that was a good episode. Yeah, fuck, two hours. Okay, well, you were right. I couldn't help myself. Oh.